اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 29 of Soul Food titled Honor. And in this episode, we're going to look at Imam al-Ghazali's conclusion to the entire book where he starts off talking about the 20 gifts of honor that are given to the righteous in this world. That when you dedicate yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the benefits that you receive in this world, and he says, I've just kept it very short and brought it down to 20 so that we can understand the reward and the benefit and the honor and we're inspired to really seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we recognize the benefits that we get beginning in this world first and foremost. So we're going to look at those uh, 20 gifts. So the first that Imam al-Ghazali mentions is that Allah makes mention of you of his righteous servant, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that honor to you and I and all our loved ones and the entire ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He makes mention of his righteous servant and praises that servant. And Imam al-Ghazali says, if a famous person or a respected person or an influential person mentions you and says, oh, you know, I saw so-and-so and I really like what they're doing or that they're doing great work or they're very intelligent, or whatever it may be. When they mention you, you become more respected by other people just by the value of someone who has credibility mentioning you. So what then happens when the Lord of the worlds, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the Lord of majesty and might and beauty, and the Lord of the majestic throne mentions you, mentions your name, among the angels that are brought near. That's a great honor. The second benefit Imam al-Ghazali talks about is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you appreciation and elevates you. Now it's amazing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of all dedication and all love and all devotion. Yet, when you do that, He shows you appreciation and rewards you and elevates you. The third benefit is that He grants you His love, that Allah bestows His love upon you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that. The fourth is that Allah becomes the caretaker of your affairs in a special way, such that you are taken care of uniquely. And we talked about this before and the benefits of that. The fifth is that He will take care of your provisions in every state, without tiring you or letting you worry so that you don't become overly concerned about things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for you in a very unexpected way so that you are sufficed from having to be really worried and anxious about it. The sixth is that He will be your victor and protect you from every enemy. That He will protect you from every enemy and that He will give you nusrah. He will give you his assistance and help 
and he will grant you victory over those who seek to harm you. The seventh is that he will provide you with intimate care such that you don't feel alone in the world. You know, someone feeling alone is different than being alone. Feeling a sense of loneliness is different than being alone. Is being lonely is you could have a whole bunch of people around you, but you don't feel supported. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows His love upon you and you dedicate yourself to being one of His righteous servants, that even if you are entirely alone, He is assisting you and you don't feel that loneliness and you know that you are cared for. Whereas other people could have everything in the world and if they don't have Allah, they don't feel cared for or they don't feel supported. The eighth benefit is that He grants you honor such that you will not seek the lowly things of the world. Even if someone gave you the opportunity to be close to a king or a president or a prime minister, you would see no need in that because you have all the honor that you need from being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unless doing so would have some very clear benefit, you know, serving and being in close proximity to those kinds of people. The ninth benefit is that Allah will raise your aspiration such that your soul will only be attached to exalted things, to heavenly things. The tenth benefit is that Allah will grant you spiritual wealth and that you will be wealthier than the people of the world and you will have generosity and you will not be agitated by changes in your life. Even if you don't have a lot of money. Is that al-ghina ghina nafs that wealth is wealth of the soul. The eleventh benefit is that Allah will grant you light in your heart and that it will be the light of wisdom and deep knowledge. And sometimes Allah will grant that to His righteous servants who've devoted themselves to Him and He will give it to them in a moment whereas the acquisition of all of that knowledge and wisdom might take years to acquire normally. And Allah says in the Qur'an, وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ مِنْ لَدُنَّا عِلْمًا And we taught him from us direct knowledge. So Allah can cast that into your heart. The twelfth benefit is expansiveness of your heart. That your heart doesn't become constricted with the worries of the world and of the way that people treat you. And this is beautiful. I mean, we were very easily affected by the way that people treat us. And sometimes we're really attached to the way that particular people think of us. And if they're people of importance and value, then we should definitely have a good relationship with them. But that the heart does not become constricted if someone loves you one day and then ignores you the next day or how many likes you get on social media or any of that kind of stuff. The 13th benefit is that Allah will make you a person who inspires awe in others. What does that mean? Is that Allah will put respect of you into the hearts of good and bad people. Good people such that they love you and bad people such that they leave you alone and don't want to trouble you and mess with you. The 14th benefit is that Allah will put the love of you in people's hearts. People will love you, not something that you seek in and of itself, but Allah will make it happen. The Prophet ﷺ tells us in a beautiful hadith, when Allah loves a servant, Allah calls out to Jibreel, the angel Gabriel, and says, Oh Jibreel, I love so-and-so, 
So I command you to love them. And then Jibreel will love that person. And then Jibreel will go down to the people of the heavens, the angels and those in the heavenly realm. And he will say, oh, heavenly kingdom, Allah loves so-and-so, so you should love them. And then they all love that person. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, And then that person will gain acceptance on the earth. Is that they will have love in the hearts of good people. The 15th benefit is you will be granted an increase in blessings. Blessings in your speech. Blessings in your wealth. Blessings in your family. Blessings in your friendship and blessings in all of the things that are connected to you, that there will be an increase in goodness in all of those things. Another benefit in the world and another way that Allah grants you honor is the subjugation of the creatures of the land and sea, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subjugates them such that companions of the Prophet sallallahu they had amazing miracles occur. We talked about in the last episode how Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, he was able to walk on water and he was able to do amazing miracles that even people who are not prophets and messengers can do that when they are righteous. That Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he was once in Medina and there was an earthquake and he hit the ground and he said, stop, stop, stop. And the earthquake stopped. Right, so that there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subjugates these things to the commands of His righteous servants. The 17th benefit is the subjugation of animals even as well, is that even the animals in the wild have respect for the beloved servants of God. And there's many, many stories. They're not mythical. They're not fantasy. Where even righteous servants have been able to command lions to do their will where they'd even grab a lion by the ear and tell the lion to go do something on their behalf. They have no fear. And Allah subjugates the lion to them. The 18th benefit is Allah will grant you the treasures of the earth. Is that for His righteous servants, wherever they need food or water or money, Allah provides it for them miraculously. The 19th benefit is that Allah will make His righteous servant a guide for others so that they are guided in and of themselves but then they become guides for other people in creation so that they can draw closer to their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. The 20th benefit that Imam al-Ghazali mentions that occurs for righteous servants in this world is that their prayers will be answered. That they don't ask anything of Allah except that it is given to them and that they don't intercede for someone except that their intercession is accepted. And even in some cases, nothing crosses their mind except that Allah grants it to them before they even ask out of His love and His generosity and His assistance for those servants who've devoted themselves to Him. So really, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, do I want to be one of these people? We all want these things. Even if we're diplomatic with our nufus, the nafs is like, oh, this sounds really nice. But we're not seeking these things in and of themselves. We are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are the benefits that come with being honored by Him and being devoted to Him. And they're worth mentioning because a lot of times people think that it's dishonorable to devote yourself to Allah. 
you're going to miss out on being wealthy. You're going to miss out on being part of this competition of being, you know, more wealthy or respected or showing off in front of people. And all that stuff is nonsense. None of that stuff actually makes people happy. And that's not what we were created for in the first place. And people who think that way are incorrect in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you a much deeper and long-lasting sense of honor when you devote yourself to Him and that you're not missing out on anything. So that brings us to the call to action. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes you one of His righteous servants. Ask Allah in these blessed moments that remain of Ramadan, or even if you're listening to this outside of Ramadan, find a special time, whether it's on Friday or the last third of the night, in which you ask Allah, Oh Allah, grant me your love. Make me of your righteous servants and grant me this honor and have a good opinion of Allah. Because it is easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give that. And one of the most important things that we should have as part of our adab with Allah is having a good opinion of Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us honor and safety in this life and in the hereafter. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the greatest of our days the day that we meet Him. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.